All I want this time of year is a fresh layer of light, sparkly snow with a scattering of animal prints to gawk at. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. When you head out looking for something specific, how often do you actually find it? Many squirrels are as much as 95% successful in finding their cached food, but I am definitely not that effective. But it's the things we notice instead of our goal that are often the greatest reward. Back in November, rumors about the 50-foot-long fin whale washed up on a nearby shore spurred a friend and me to head there just as soon as we could. There we were, walking the beach where it most definitely had been reported to be the day before, but we couldn't find it. How could we miss a 50-foot dead whale? We figured the higher-than-usual tide that morning had swept it back out to sea, so we just headed to a nearby trail for a dusk walk to make the journey feel a bit more worth it. As we chatted, meandering through the moss-carpeted forest floor in the waning light, I nearly tripped and fell over my dog, who suddenly leapt backwards right into my knees. It was fortunate I did not actually fall over her because I would have had a face full of quills. There, waddling from one red spruce to another, was a porcupine. These prickly rodents are always a pleasure to see, ambling along clumsily, seemingly without a care in the world. There's not a whole lot to worry about in the forest when you're covered in quills, so why rush? This one did increase its speed a little, just until it was able to start ascending the spruce efficiently with its long claws to keep it high up and away from us. But while the risk of predation may not be number one on a porcupine's list of worries, winter may take its place. I typically categorize winter survival strategies into three groups, those that hunker down and sleep most of the winter, like bears and groundhogs, those that move around and eat a lot, like ermines and coyotes, and those that avoid winter altogether by migrating south, like so many songbirds. But our local quill pigs don't quite fit into any of those categories. How can a chunky little critter with such short legs that doesn't move very quickly survive deep snow and cold temperatures? Shelter is an important part of the answer. During winter, porcupines rely on the protection of dens to keep them both hidden and out of the worst weather during the times of day when they're not out foraging on the inner bark and needles of a variety of trees. Spending time in their dens saves them about 16% of their metabolic energy. The shelter of a den combined with a porcupine's double-layered fur coat means they can avoid considerable convective heat loss. While they will use hollow logs and trees as den sites, they tend to prefer rock crevices and other rocky outcrops. Some even use the same den site for their entire life, which can be 10 to 12 years for the average porcupine. It's actually relatively easy to recognize a well-used porcupine den site because a mound of their elongated scat pellets typically spills out the entrance. Scientists theorize that this mound of scat not only may deter other animals from getting too close, but also may offer some warmth through the decomposition process. A porcupine's home range in winter is also 80-90% to smaller than in the summer. It takes a lot of energy to plow through deep snow if you're built like a porcupine, so it's safer and more efficient for them to stay fairly close to their dens and focus on the closest foraging opportunities, typically in conifer stands. The conifers themselves also serve as a shelter nearly as good as their dens, particularly hemlock stands. Hemlock branches not only shelter a nibbling porcupine from the open air, but also reduce how much snow accumulates on the ground beneath them. So the next time you're feeling the chill of winter, you could consider the ways that you can mimic a porcupine. 
add a more insulative or weatherproof layer, tuck yourself into a cave or under an evergreen, eat all night and sleep all day, maybe one of those tips from a porcupine will quell the winter blues. You can find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and how to contact us by visiting archives.weru.org. Let us know if you have a nature question you want us to cover in our show. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Phenology.